0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Lynx Magazine Golf Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Graylin Loomis. Today, we have our co-host, Ian Kreitzer. Ian, welcome back. Always good to be here. Today, we're going over one of my favorite topics. It's something that I think we could record. We were just saying three hours on this topic alone and probably a whole podcast series. Series. Yeah. But today is going to be a uh, reasonably length episode, Um, and it's about Scottish golf, particularly You've never been to Scotland before. How do you book your first trip? It's a huge task that is kind of
0: overwhelming. Yeah, and w- especially for someone who's never who's ever been before, like me. So this will be a good. Yeah. Really, we're doing this for my purpose because I want to plan a Scottish <laughs> golf trip eventually, and so we just thought we'd turn on the mics and and go for it. Yeah. So <laughs> so, I, so it was me asking Grayland questions. I think it's going to be good. We're going to get into.
1: Um, Numerous things, but first it's important to note, we're talking about how to plan your own trip. There are numerous options about uh, how to take a trip to Scotland. One of those ways would be working with a tour company. There are some great ones out there, Perry Golf, Car Golf, Haversham and Baker. Um, But we're talking specifically about how you would go about planning your own trip. And... um, We'll talk about different resources, uh, but mainly we're going to be talking about how standing at the bottom of the mountain that is planning your own big international golf trip, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, where do I even start? Right. We're going to get you to the top of that mountain and explain to you how to do it.
0: I think I think the first question is maybe some a question that I'm having and a question that maybe some of the listeners will be having is why should we listen to anything that you have to say about this topic? <laughs> it, no, that that's,
1: that's a valid point. That's a valid point. So important to note that um, I consider myself to be a, a good resource for Scottish golf trips. I lived in St Andrews for four years when I attended the University of St Andrews, and I traveled extensively. Over that period of time, I played, you know, probably 400 rounds of Scottish golf. Um, Since I graduated in 2014, I've taken two to three trips a year since then. Um, But most important of all, when I was in Scotland, uh, this would have been 2011. I started a website of my own. um, That's just my name. And I've helped hundreds of people plan trips since then, some in a formal setting and like a consultancy basis, some just quick questions, but I've dealt with hundreds of people planning trips and I've, you know, helped them have a good time. Yeah. And so... Good reviews, hopefully, from from, from everyone that offered. Yeah. Yeah. But the the point is, um, I'm not just some guy who's taken a few trips, which... A few trips is a good baseline, absolutely. Um, but I've played hundreds of rounds over there. And more importantly, honestly, I've spoken to hundreds of people who want different trips at different budgets, at different price points. So we'll, we'll get into, you know, the nitty gritty of everything, Yeah, the, the nitty gritty. It's important to note that everything we talk about today applies across every different price point, yeah. whether you want to fly in a gold plated helicopter from course to course or take the bus. All of these points we're going to discuss today still apply.
0: I, I think being a recent college graduate, I'll probably be more leaning towards the bus not option. The not, not, not the helicopter. A, not the helicopter. Not, not the Lynx pl- doesn't pay me well, but <laughs> it's... Hey, uh, a gold-plated <laughs>
1: helicopter is probably the worst thing ever. I'm sure that would be too heavy to fly, but let's say... A titanium helicopter, <laughs> platinum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So it, let's let's jump right in to basically looking at what I call the steps to book a trip. Right. Um, it's a generic uh, six steps that apply to any trip that I've come up with. And, you know, th- these aren't genius things, but I, I think it does help someone who, to use that metaphor again, is standing at the bottom of the mountain, as you are technically, I mean, you, you don't necessarily know exactly when you're gonna take this trip, but you know you wanna take one. Been wanting to for, for a while For now. a while now, yeah. yeah. Just gotta, gotta make it work. So, here is how I approach a trip, and I break it down into steps so that when you're sitting there thinking, holy cow, where do I even start? Here's where you start. So step one, decide on the dates for your trip. Right. Um, You know, all the research and reading is fun where you read the course reviews and you read the books and everything. 100% do that. But I'm not really counting that as like a concrete step to booking your trip. Right. Um, Step one, decide on the dates. And this is also, it's a bigger item than simply referencing your calendar saying, when am I free? Um, I think that uh, one of the most important things is to look on the website of many of the courses you want to play, and we're going to get into choosing those courses, Mm -hmm. but uh, look on those websites and see if the courses are hosting tournaments, see if they're hosting events. In the case of a place like St. Andrews, which is on many people's, you know, wish list, uh, Saint Andrews hosts a lot of events, European Tour events this year, the Senior Open Championship, and the Dunhill Links. Is yeah, the, the there. Dunhill Links, uh, amateur events, everything. And before you set your heart on when to go, you want to look and see. Yeah. Uh oh, boy, I shouldn't choose you know July twenty three because that's the Senior Open Championship. Yeah, whatever it is um, in the show notes for this podcast, and you're going to hear me say this a lot during this episode, we're going to have links, um, specifically to one to the busy dates. Uh, that's what the St. Andrew's links calls those dates, uh, the busy dates mm-hmm. for the St. Andrew's links. And it kind of gives you an idea, but you want to give yourself the best chance to play the courses you want. So before you've even started, Decide on the dates and make sure those dates don't
0: coincide with a tournament. Exactly. And then besides the tournament dates, are there any times of the year that you do not that you want to avoid going and playing in Scotland? So that's a great
1: question. Peak season is really July and August. You could include June in there. Um, Those are best times to go for a number of reasons. They're typically the warmest times of year. Uh, They aren't always the driest times of year, though. It's important to note. Um. And more than anything, those are the times of year when the days are longest. Right. So you want to go in and... in w- 54 holes. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about why that's not a good idea later. <laughs> um, but it's a time when you can, uh, you know, have a 4 p.m. tea time. I mean, the last, yeah. co- the last tea time in June on the St. Andrew's Old Course is like 6.30 p.m., yeah. 6 p.m., I mean, that's just nuts, which is awesome. Yeah, I love that. So I would say March and April. March and April. March is kind of iffy. Mm -hmm. April and May are good. That's kind of shoulder season. You can go then and um, save a little bit on your greens fees because they aren't peak season greens fees. I would suggest if you're going for one of the shoulder seasons to go April or May Mm -hmm. because once you start getting into September and October – you'll find that there are a lot of events in scotland particularly the dunhill links championship or in st andrew well which is in st andrews but it takes place on uh king's barnes carnoustie and the old course so it blocks out three courses three bucket list courses yeah three very popular courses you then also have uh, the royal and ancient golf club meetings they have their autumn meeting which is um like September, October time, and it shuts down the old course for two weeks. Wow. So I I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, it's so important to understand when you want to go. But for me, I think the best month is June. Okay. It's not quite as busy as July and August. And it's just, it's, you get the long days, you get the peak condition courses, but it's not quite as busy. Fair enough, cool. Yeah, that's when I would uh, That's when I choose to go. Cool. So step two is something I call setting the anchor. The anchor is when you choose that one course, um, and it's typically a course, that one course that you really want to play. So for instance, let's use the example of North Barrick. North Barrick is one that I know you want to play because we've talked about it before. Extensively. Yeah. yeah. So setting the anchor for the course, you've decided on the dates and then you go on the North Berwick website and you you know check everything out you know that they aren't hosting a tournament that day and you say okay Wednesday June 25th we're playing the uh, we're playing North Berwick yeah boom done i'm going to book it once you have that booked you've set the anchor And you can plan everything around Around that. Around it, yeah. And there's also a big mental aspect to having that first round booked. Like, suddenly this is real. It's real, yeah. Suddenly it's happening. Suddenly it doesn't seem that overwhelming. You know when the trip's happening. You have your first round booked. It's, It's there. And then all of a sudden the idea of, okay, well, let's see if we can play Gullin the next day. Yeah. Suddenly everything starts to fall into place. So, I, I would say set that anchor round. It can be any round you want to play. Um, or, I mean, I, I would say keep it to a round rather than kind of an activity or a greater region. Like, okay, our anchor is visiting St. Andrews. That's a little too broad. Broad. Yeah. You know, book a round, for instance. Right. Have that there. Step three book the rest of your tea times. Um, in almost every case, you're able to go on the website mm-hmm. of a course and book using an online booking system. Some courses will require you to email the course, at, you know, at like a reservations at whatever.com. Right. Um, but once you have that anchor round set, begin to plan
0: everything else. So, so going off of that really quickly, um, mm-hmm. you don't want to get – burnt out necessarily as far as playing too many too many rounds in a day unless i mean you're there in scotland for one week yep you, you don't want to be playing 54 holes a day for a week no you know so, no. so what would you suggest going off of your past experience um is 18 holes enough too little um is 36 good for one day and then take a break and the next day or, or how would you suggest to do that that's a very good question I typically try and stick to, um,
1: 18 rounds, sorry, 18 holes a day, one round per day. Um, I, I, you know, I'm 26. I go over with friends that are my age. Um, and you'd be amazed that when you're jet lagged and a little bit tired and you're walking in the wind and maybe it's raining, it saps your energy. You get tired, um, I don't have any problem with people booking 36 holes in a day. I think that's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't do that multiple days in a row because all of a sudden, all of your memories from that those rounds start to get a little bit blurry. You're just thinking about how tired you are. Yeah. And honestly, it kind of ruins the next few rounds. I've right. seen many, many, many rounds get ruined by people who are just absolutely exhausted. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're thinking more about, man, I just need to sit down, I need to relax and take a shower, than soaking up that experience. I caddied for two seasons at King's Barnes Golf Links, just outside of St. Andrews, and I actually had a guy I was caddying for walk-in on the 15th hole. I mean, we're talking about one of the most spectacular courses in the world. Yeah, Those final holes are stunning. You're on the ocean he was so exhausted that he just decided to walk in and you're thinking oh my what you know what's going on and he had just ruined his trip you know he had played so many rounds of golf I'll also I mean I speak to many people say how did your trip go um, or you know when I was catting how's your trip going they say great uh, man it's gone by though Yeah, you know, I can't even remember our first round on Tuesday like hey Bob you know what what, what was that first round we played on Tuesday it, it all becomes a blur yeah so you know I would say stick to one round a day mm-hmm. add in another if you want But, you know, it's so easy to fall into that trap of, hey, we're going to try. We're over there for a week. This might be our only time we see Scotland. We're going to just pack this in and see as many regions as possible. I suggest no more than two regions, and we'll get into the regions a little bit, no more than two regions per trip. Let's call it a week trip. No mm-hmm. more than two regions per week. Yeah. Um. But that's so important. That's yeah. so important not to just pack in your trip. I mean, they, you can just you can ruin ruin your experience, and end up being very very unhappy at the end of it because you can't even remember what it was like to play Mirfield because Mirfield was your morning round before you then hopped in the car and panic drove for two hours to get to you know, Carnoustie, and then, yeah. you know, Carnoustie in the afternoon, you couldn't really remember because you were so rushed to get on the first tee. And, you know, no, take your time, play around, have a couple pints after, talk about it, soak it in, yeah. enjoy it.
0: That, so. that, that's the other thing, too, I think, is uh, Scotland, I, I have been, I, full disclosure, I have been to Scotland before, but not for golf. I went on a family trip when I was young. But there's Scotland's a cool place without golf. Yes. You know, and so there's there's, there's a lot so of, there, much there's a see. lot to soak in, a lot of character in the in those towns, um, no matter which town you go to. And so I think it's important, and you know, it's a very good compliment if you're there for golf to just go walk around the town and explore. And there's so much history and and you know everything there. Um, so I think it's important that kind of slows you down and really is an added part of the experience that's not the, just golf. The trip has so much
1: more depth when you add in some non golf activities. And, and absolutely, absolutely, okay, so step one decide on dates step two set the anchor step three book your tea time step four now that you know where you're playing book your accommodation um not much to that but you know you don't want to do that before you know where you're playing golf because then where you play golf is dictated by where you're staying. well you know we've already booked the hotel yeah step five now it's time to book your flights um i save that to that point because um let's say you uh, start looking at uh, where you want to play and you start realizing well hey, you know, we're not all that far from the Highlands here. Maybe we should start the week in the Highlands and then work our way down to St. Andrews. Flying to Inverness. All of a sudden, you can fly into Inverness and everything makes a lot more sense. You've saved a a three-and-a-half, four-hour drive. Right. Until you know where you're playing, you can't really answer the question of is it better to fly into Edinburgh or Glasgow or Inverness. Yeah. In most cases, it's likely best to fly into Edinburgh and rent a car, but it's not the best in every case. Your final step... Once you know everything and you know your uh, entry point, you know, Edinburgh Airport or Inverness, arrange your transportation. Right. Um, You know, is it a rental car? Are we going to take public transportation? Are we going to use a transportation company? You know, people in a bus that are going to come pick us up and we're going to have a driver for the week. Those Um, obviously come
0: at different price points. Yeah,
1: those are three different price points. And you can't really answer the questions those people are going to ask, i.e., Where do we pick you up and where do we drop you off? You know, two of the most important ones. Yeah. Until you know where you're flying into. Exactly. So um, for those who have not been furiously jotting down notes, uh, we're going to link to a page that has those six steps in the show notes. And you can check those, you know, once you're not driving or doing whatever task you're doing right now. Um, But that helps break it down. And it helps you not necessarily sit there and think, oh my gosh, where do I even get started? Once you have all of these steps booked, then you start filling in the fun stuff. Non-golf activities, pubs you want to visit, restaurants that are important to visit, sites you want to see, walks you want to do. If there are non-golfers on the trip, you know what do they do while, while you're playing right. golf? Um, all of those could be podcast episodes in themselves. Absolutely. And they very well might be at some point. We we
0: want to continue this thing for as long as
1: possible. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, you know, there are uh, many other things to consider other than these six steps. But if you book the six steps, you could go over and have a really good trip to Scotland. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So hopefully that's been helpful. And now um, I kind of want to get out of the booking steps into kind of a QA and uh, a interview here where Ian's able to ask me questions that I don't know what they are. So he's putting me on the spot here. Right. Um, what are the questions that have come up for you? You are kind of pre-step number one. You haven't even chosen your dates yet,
0: or, or uh, I have a few people I've, I've been talking to about going at some point next year, but nothing. You've chosen
1: your buddies, but not, but
0: not right. the dates. That, that's an important step too. Is, is choose a good group because if, if a good group is is not going, then it's you know it might also might ruin the trip. Um, True. So, um, how would I? The first question I think is what courses do you want to play and how, how would you go about there's, there's hundreds of, of great golf courses in Scotland. How how do you go about choosing the courses?
1: So, you know, part of this comes back to setting the anchor course. Most people, generally speaking, if they have interest in going to Scotland are going to have some idea of a course they want to play. Right. Or let's say it's a more general sense of, I'd like to play at least one of the open championship venue courses. Um, start to choose that really important course to you Yeah. let's again use North Berwick as an example you you might not know any of the other courses but you've read about North Berwick and that's the one you want to play so once you've done that I would suggest looking at a map of Scotland Mm -hmm. Um, there's a map of all the golf courses in Scotland on my website we can link that in the show notes Um, and start to look at what other courses are around you there in that area and then start to think about okay well what areas pair well together and I'm going to say some terms here that people might not know until they look at a map but North Berwick is in a an area called East Lothian East Lothian is about an hour and a half south of St. Andrews those pair very well East Lothian is about four hours south of the highlands up near Dornick those don't necessarily pair quite as well right. it's about two hours from Ayrshire which is where you find Troon and Prestwick and Turnberry um, so start to think okay I've got a week if I spend four hours driving to the highlands and four hours driving back
0: it's a, it's a day's worth I I, I, I've
1: just yeah. spent eight hours driving yeah is that the best use of my, my week and even if you do the drive early morning or late at night I, it's not a fun drive at night. I've done it. It's but
0: not, it factors back into the exhaustion. Yeah. Factor too. And
1: then you're tired. Then you wake up the next morning. You're like, man, I drove from 6 PM to 10 last night, maybe longer. If we stopped for dinner, Yeah. you know, I was in a likely a manual rental car on the other side of the road at night. It's just not a fun way to do it. So find your anchor course. That's good for you. Start to look at courses around it and then start to think, okay, if you know, can I do an entire week in this region? And you pretty much can in yeah. any of the Scottish regions. Oh, yeah. um, or if it's important for me to pair two, which two pair well? Right.
0: Um, that, that actually leads in to my next question, yeah. which I, I made these questions and they kind of go off of each other. So this naturally transitioned, which was great. Um, so a reasonable number of regions to visit we mentioned is yep. two, and which ones would you suggest the first time visitor to Scotland?
1: So um, I'm just gonna make an assumption that for the first time visitor to Scotland, they'll likely want to see St. Andrews.
0: Um, That'll be true for me as well. Yeah,
1: and that might not be true in every case, but uh, two that pair very well are St. Andrews and East Lothian. Um, Like I said, they're about an hour and a half from one another, it's an easy drive on big roads. You have probably 15 courses that are worth playing in St. Andrews and about 15 worth playing in East Lothian. If you can't choose a week from those two, then maybe you shouldn't be going to Scotland. (laughs) Um, There are tons and tons of options, but I wouldn't suggest, as I said, doing more than two in a week at that point. You're stretching yourself really thin and you're spending more time driving than... Uh, is probably necessary. Um,
0: Unless you're Tom Coyne, then you just do all of them. Yeah, unless you're Tom
1: Coyne. And, uh, you know, we hope to speak to Tom at some point on this podcast. But for those that don't know, he actually played just about, well, yeah, darn near every single Lynx course in Scotland. In two months two
0: months, basically. And then played an Open Championship qualifier. Yeah,
1: and then played an Open Championship qualifier. That is not how I would suggest uh, your average Joe do it. Um,
0: but it makes for an interesting story, and, but, and but we it love to talk to But it made for a Tom. great book.
1: Uh, it's <laughs> called A Course Called Scotland, um, and it's excellent yeah. for those who haven't read it. Yeah. But uh, that's not how I would suggest you do your trip. <laughs> um, so, you know, the easy... Answer is St Andrews and East Lothian. They pair so well. St Andrews itself, you could spend a week there.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um, just, just so some big name courses in, in the two. What would what yep. jumps to the top of your head? Obviously, the old course in North Berwick. So
1: yeah, St Andrews. You have the St Andrews old course. I lump Carnoustie in with St Andrews. That's about forty minutes north of St Andrews. So yeah. Carnoustie, Kingsbarns. It's an excellent modern Lynx course that mm-hmm. is one of the hosts of the Dunhill Links Championship. Um, In St. Andrews, let's take it kind of to what I would call, you know, next level down uh, in terms of not in terms of quality, but in terms of courses people will recognize. Right. You have the St. Andrews New course. You have Crail. You have the St. Andrews Jubilee course, the Castle course, Ely. I mean, so many options. Panmure. Uh, we could go on and on and on. And in fact, I wrote an article recently um, in a print issue of Links called Scotland's Bench Strength about the, the, you know, the analogy kind of being a basketball game or a football game where you've got your starters out there. And the starters might be the old course in Carnoustie and Kingsbarns. What's the bench? Yeah. And this goes into all of the courses you'd want to play. Yeah, you know, all the bench courses you'd want to play um, we'll link that in the show notes as well yep um, so uh, East Lothian you have North Berwick Muirfield, Gullen number one and Gullen number two um, if you haven't heard of those they have now hosted uh, combined it's a composite course between those two mm-hmm. uh, the Scottish Open multiple times yeah. um, then you get into like one of the biggest benches in Scotland you have, Um, Renaissance Club, which is a Tom Doak design. Um, It's private, but allows some outside play. Um, You have Dunbar, you have Kilspindy, you have uh, the Glen, you have so many courses in that area that you could spend weeks Luffness. i mean I, I could go on and on and, and read the article they're all listed yeah and, and they're all listed yeah. in the article it's also important to note that um and you know this is kind of a plug of my own website but i've reviewed done full kind of pictures of every single hole type of reviews for almost all of these courses in Scotland. Yeah, I've, I've read them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. and, and we'll link the kind of course reviews archive on, on my site. But that's a great way to you ask, how do I choose these? Find what you like by looking at these big, big reviews. Go to their sites. Look at the galleries. Look at our archive at you know, linksmagazine.com. We've written about a lot of these. Yep. you know, Yep. Do your research and see what you want. Um if you have questions you can reach out to us on social media we're at links magazine everywhere across the world and we'll yeah. answer questions as well but um, I've kind of gotten off topic no it's, hey, well, let's get it's back easy to, your to do, questions. Talking about questions yeah. um
0: but uh, and I actually kind of answered the next question as well so your your favorite regions to play in and I know it's kind of picking like your favorite children but it's yeah um, if they had to pick two two regions to play in and you, and nothing else in Scotland. What would you pick?
1: So, uh, Saint Andrews. Right. I'm biased. Lived there. Um, own an apartment there. Just love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Um, my second choice has changed. I used. I, I was one point. I would have said East Lothian. Hmm. Um, but now I would say the Highlands. Oh. Yeah, I, I recently, Four Links Magazine, did a big trip called the North Coast 500. Also, be linked in the show notes. Also, linked in the show notes. It's a 500 mile road trip following the coastal road through the highlands. I mean, we're talking everything from gigantic mountain passes to, you know, single lane roads that follow, you know, six mile long beaches. I mean, it, it is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, um, that gave me a huge appreciation for the Highlands. There's so much more in the Highlands on offer than Castle Stewart, Nairn, and Dornick. Um, On that trip, I played courses like Durness and Ray and Gerlach and Brora and Golspie. I mean, I could go on and on, Yeah. but because of the scenery in the Highlands and some of the really, really interesting places you can stay... um, It's just there is so much to offer in the Highlands. Um, no question that's uh, that's where I would go and it's less traveled I'm sure than exactly yeah um, you know the North Coast 500 continues to gain in popularity it's not just a golf route it, yeah. if anything I think it would be a minority of people are just golfers
0: one of the world's best road trips yeah it's uh, one I of the world's think. best
1: road trips yeah. you know I mean it's up there with p- the Pacific Coast Highway and which Stelvio Pass well. I mean yeah. they, you know it's just some
0: the Blue Ridge Parkway some amazing roads and, and it's it's right up there with yeah, them. absolutely. That, that's amazing. Um, okay, so that that also leads into the next question. These are I, I swear these are not scripted. These are just <laughs> the questions I wrote down. But um, do you prefer playing the big name, quote unquote, courses or more of the local local gyms, for lack of a better term? Yep. Yeah. So would you prefer like the Dornix versus the Goldspies? Yep.
1: Yeah. I I suggest that people um you know. And we're kind of talking in this episode to the first time, you know, visitors. Correct. Um, I suggest that people get a mix of both. Now, that's not only uh, because it gives you a kind of deep appreciation yeah. for the golf offerings. That is also great for budgeting purposes. Those big championship courses often cost more. Right. Um, you know, around right now on the St. Andrews old course is like 185 pounds. Around at Kings Barnes is like 265 pounds, so when you balance that out with Ely, which is 88 or 80 pounds, all of a sudden you 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 not only get a bit better appreciation for what's on offer, but you also ease up on the budget a little bit. Right. Um, One of the mistakes I do see from people is this is one of the only times I'm ever coming over to Scotland, so I'm going to try and play every single Open Championship course, and I'm just going to, you know, budget be damned, I'm just going to do this thing. Um, That's not necessarily a mistake. You know, you're going to have an amazing time, an amazing trip, but you'll be missing out on some pretty incredible options. I mean, imagine saying I'm going to visit, you know, some of the best, you know, Let's say steakhouses in New York you know, on my trip there, whenever, and I'm just going to go to every steakhouse and order a giant steak. No appetizer, no sides, no dessert, no yeah. wine, no nothing. Just the same. Um, you, you would get a pretty darn good idea of how good those steaks yeah. are. But you would not be getting the full experience. Everything
0: else adds to the adds yeah, to the whole it, it adds. Yeah. It it you know deepens the experience. And um, you miss out on things like the Periscope at Ely and yeah, like yeah. you know, no, no offense not, nothing against the open championship venues, but there's there's that quirk and character that is at some of the the second, you know, bench strength courses, yep. for lack of a better term, that some of the open venues don't have, which I mean
1: Yeah. It's, um, you know, if you are having uh, trouble getting tee times at some of the big championship courses that in the case of, let's say, a Muirfield or a Troon, where there are only a couple days a week that they allow outside visitor right. play, um, you know, instead of looking at those, take a step back. Say, OK, well, if I'm in East Lothian and Muirfield's booked, let's consider going number two or Kilspindy or... Dunbar a lot of those get kind of swept up and you know ignored when you think oh well you know I don't know when I'm coming back I I just I urge people not to get in that trap of you know I only want to play the big name courses because the others quote-unquote aren't as good or well if this one costs 80 and this one costs 280 the 280 pound round must be better well what is better you know let's talk about the experience and i think the experience sometimes can be better at these smaller courses yeah. than you know when you're at a big course and large tour buses are unloading you know 16 golfers uh, that are on a a big trip yeah there's a place for that and sometimes there's a place for pulling into an empty parking lot where the guy says Hey, yeah, or well better yet where there's a sign on the door that says, you know, hey, it's 30 pounds to play here uh, Put your cash in an envelope and slip it through the
0: you know, yeah. the, the honor box um, it, It's that Essence and like and and quirk that's and charm what makes that, Scotland
1: Scotland and, and you're and not a large resort, right? You know
0: yeah, absolutely and and it's worth noting too that the locals don't play the old course or carnage. Well, some play carnage to every day because it is kind of, you know, whatever. But the, the locals are aren't... There so many other so options. There's so many that yeah. their daily rounds yep. are, are not at these big name venues for the most part. So you're likely to get the more, you know, a very Scottish experience agreed. doing those. Agreed, agreed. Well, I, I think that we've
1: taken everyone through a pretty good um, idea of how to book a trip. We've answered some questions Common questions yeah. that I'm sure will come up, but it's important to note that this was not meant to be an all encompassing everything about Scotland episode. This is very surface level. Surface level. We're going to have more episodes about Scotland, and we want to invite you guys to send in some of your questions um, to Letters at Links Magazine uh, or reach out to us on social media. I mean, Ian. Any other questions to answer before we sign off?
0: I I have one more question for you, and it's a it's a personal one. Put okay. you on the spot. Okay. Don't think and just answer. Yes. Most memorable Scottish golf experience. Oh, um,
1: hole in one on the old course with my buddy Matt. Um. Which hole? Uh, number eight. Okay. So, um, one of my favorite things to do in Scotland is go out and tee off at about seven or eight p.m. in the summer and yeah, you know, the lights hitting the course sideways and you see all the humps and bumps and um i went out one evening to play the old course we teed off about 7 p.m uh, got to the 8th hit a little cut 7 iron um didn't see it go in but the 7th is a double green or sorry excuse me the 8th is a double green with the 10th right and the group on the 10th saw it go in and of course you know we're jumping around and, that that's awesome um, it, it was amazing it, it was uh one of those memories i'll never forget with one of my best friends and that's yeah
0: awesome yeah They're really, really that's, <laughs> that's what i was looking for with, with that question good so good good um but other than that that's well, i think it's a good, good way to end it
1: We'll do, I'm sure we're going to do more episodes about specific regions. We could do a podcast episode on each region. Hopefully can,
0: after I've been. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we can both talk about um,
1: it. We'll do uh, much more. But like I said, if you guys have questions, send them in to letters at linksmagazine.com. Uh, Reach out to us on social media. We're at Links Magazine pretty much everywhere. Um, as you kept hearing us say, we write about this stuff all the time in Links Magazine. So subscribe to us. You'll find ways to subscribe to both our print magazine and our digital magazine in the top right corner of every page on our website.
0: And newsletters and everything. We like have
1: newsletters that go out that have this sort of content. Um, but we put it out everywhere, and we encourage everyone to, to sign up. Um or subscribe. Important to note, you know, you've kept you keep hearing us say check the show notes. The show notes of this one are going to be like an article in themselves. Right. it's going to be a great resource with links to many other resources. Um so That'll help you plan yeah, your Yeah, be sure to check Scottish the show trip. notes and even if you aren't planning a Scottish golf trip, it's just it, interesting. It's <laughs> just interesting. It's just fun to look yeah. at this stuff. Uh, dream about your next trip, think about how you want to do it. So, with that, Ian, we'll sign off I'm already looking forward to talking more about Scottish Coffee. Oh, me too. I'm I'm, I'm all sorts of fired up now. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Well, we'll have to get planning for your trip. Absolutely. Thanks, Graylin.